There was so much quarreling among the animals and the birds. You see, the bear wanted to be chief under old man, and so did the beaver. Almost every night they would have a council and quarrel over it. Besides the bear and beaver, there were other animals, also birds, that thought they had the right to be chief. They couldn't agree, and the quarreling grew worse and worse as time went on. Some said the greatest thief should be chosen. Others thought the wisest one should be the leader. While some said the swiftest traveler was the one they wanted. So it went on and on until they were almost all enemies instead of friends. And you can hear them quarreling almost every night until old man came along that way. He heard about the trouble. I forget who told him. I think it was the rabbit. Anyhow, he visited the council where the quarreling was going on and listened to what each one had to say. It took until almost daylight, too. He listened to it all, every bit. When they had finished talking and the quarreling commenced as usual, he said, Stop. And they all did stop. Then he said to them, I will settle this thing right here and right now, so there will be no more rows over it, forever. He opened his paint sack and took from it a small polished bone. This he held up in the firelight so they could all see it, and he said, This will settle the quarrel. You all see this bone in my right hand, don't you? Yes, they replied. Well, now you watch the bone and my hands too, for they are cunning. Old man began to sing the gambling song and to slip the bone from one hand to the other so rapidly and smoothly that they were all puzzled. Finally, he stopped singing and held out his hands, both shut tight, both with their backs up. Which of my hands holds the bone now, he asked them. Some said it was in the right hand and others claimed it was in the left hand. Old man asked the bear to name the hand that held the bone, and bear did. But when old man opened that hand, it was empty. The bone was not there. Then everybody laughed at the bear. Old man smiled a little and began to sing and pass the bone. Beaver, you are smart. Name the hand that holds the bone this time. The beaver said, it's in your right hand. I saw you put it there. Old man opened that hand right before Beaver's eyes, but the bone wasn't there, and again everybody laughed, especially the bear. Now you see, old man said, that this is not so easy as it looks, but I'm going to teach all of you to play the game, and when you have all learned it, you must play it until you find out who is the cleverest at this playing, and whoever that is, he shall be the chief under me forever." Some were awkward and said they didn't much care who was chief, but most of them learned to play pretty well anyway. First the bear and the beaver tried it, but the beaver beat the bear easily and held the bone for ever so long. Finally the buffalo beat the beaver and started to play with the mouse. Of course the mouse had small hands and he was quicker than the buffalo, quicker to see the bone. The buffalo tried hard, for he didn't want the mouse to be chief, but it didn't do him any good, for the mouse won in the end. It was a fair game, and the mouse was chief under the agreement. He looked quite small among the rest, but he walked right out into the center of the council and said, 
Listen, brothers. What is mine to keep is also mine to give away. I am too small to be your chief, and I know it. I am not warlike. I want to live in peace with my wife and my family. I know nothing of war. I get my living easily. I don't like to have enemies. I'm going to give my right to be chief to the man that old man has made like himself. And that settled it. That made the human man chief forever, and that is why he is greater than the animals and the birds today. This is Natural and Wild with Christine Grayson. I'm a storyteller, a lover of nature, and I live like a pseudo-wild person in the Appalachian woods. Today on my show, I'm talking about alpha personalities. Alpha, the beginning, the first, the leader. The word is derived from the Hebrew letter Aleph, meaning ox or leader. Our society has clung to this limited idea that alpha male or female describes a person who's a bully, who forces compliance through threatening and oppressive behavior. People like that are not alphas. They're just boneheads. But these people do come closest to at least one example of alpha behavior in the animal kingdom, chimpanzees. And even this is tricky, you see. Not all alphas in chimp world are jerks, forcing their dominance and reaping all the rewards of the tribe for themselves. A leader in any animal group is not meant to be the most entitled or the most selfish of the group. If a group of animals work on a hierarchy system, every role in that system is important, and the animals involved in participating usually cooperate because they want to. If a chimpanzee alpha is abusing his leadership privileges, and he's using things like brute force and aggression, he won't have that alpha role for very long. The other chimps will get tired of it, and they'll gang up on him. The alpha is meant to be a leader and to nurture the tribe, not stress everybody out and take all their stuff. This doesn't work for very long, even in animal politics. Chimpanzees know this, and the most successful chimp leaders, the ones that last in their positions the longest, will be the ones who gain the respect of their tribe by grooming them, by protecting them. And this develops a band of very loyal friends who become bonded to that alpha or that leader, and they help keep him in his position. Charisma plays an important role in the success of any alpha leader, even in animal societies. So calling a human blockhead an alpha simply because he or she is using bullying tactics or aggression or negative manipulation to get what they want, it's a misjudgment. And alphas in human societies don't really even compute that well because human beings are too complicated in their roles to have one defined status stamped onto their foreheads. We play so many roles in our lives that it's not rational to categorize somebody as having a constant alpha personality. 
Maybe there's a man who is very docile, quiet, all day long, goes along with what he's told to do at work. But the minute he gets off work, he lets his hair down, throws on a, a guitar and, and blasts away on the, the gas works cha- stage in, in Toronto, bringing home three girls in one weekend. Most of us play more complicated parts in our tribes than animals do in theirs. Most of us are one personality by day and another by night, or one personality in a family situation and another completely different person when we're with our close friends and away from that family. Alpha wolves, both male and female, don't use aggression to dominate their packs into submission. There was a man who debunked that myth a long time ago by realizing that the belief was originally based on a pack of non-related wolves in captivity. They weren't blood-related. These wolves were not living by normal, natural rules anymore. They were forced into this living situation with each other by the humans who put them there, and so they did develop a typical arcane idea of alpha dominance in that group. But when this man went on to observe wolves in the wild, he noticed that their alpha status was due to heredity and not some fight to establish leadership. The parents naturally took on the role of alpha male and female, and they worked as a family order. And domination was not the intention of these alphas. Nurturing and protection was. The alpha is meant to protect, help, and nurture their tribe, not hold it hostage. A group of animals suffering under an oppressive leader will cause all of them to become stressed out and not play out their cooperative roles properly. And that means failure for any group or family set. I have an alpha dog as a companion. She's behaviorally alpha by nature, but she doesn't mean harm or try to dominate me. If we're in a sketchy situation together, she looks to me first. If I don't act, she does. And that's what a true alpha personality does. They will gauge a situation that looks dangerous or problematic Look first to the others in the group to see if anyone else is going to do anything, and if not, they'll go ahead and make the decision to act first in order to protect the group. They care about the livelihood of the group. Alpha, the first, the one who leaps, the leader, not the oppressor. Minnows are really interesting fish. We all know that there's usually one that leads the others when they swim. You see a swarm of fish swimming together, darting back and forth, and it seems as though most of them are following along with a leader of some kind. And this is exactly what they're doing. But there has to be a risk taker first. That first alpha-like I'll say like an alpha because I believe that it's actually more complicated than that. That first leader or alpha-like minnow has to take a risk. There are bold fish and there are shy fish, just like there are bolder and shyer mammals, people, human beings. We all fall into these complex, most of the time, categories, and the bolder ones, the risk takers, are going to lead the rest of, say, a group of their peers in movement or to take an action of some kind. 
minnows are a great example of this and why it's a kind of limiting idea to believe in the whole black and white version of an, an alpha status. Minnows actually take turns taking risks and leading the school, the school of fish. Those bolder fish that lead the others will usually let another go ahead and, and try the risk-taking if it decides to be so bold. They give it a chance to have a turn, and this new little minnow who wants to try leading the school has to be ready to be on top of his game. And I say he, his, because most of the time these are male minnows. Males are generally bolder than females in the minnow world. And if this new leader fails in finding resources or food for the whole group the day he tries to do it, the day he attempts to lead the school, then the others aren't going to follow him tomorrow. He's taken a chance on his reputation. In addition to taking a chance on being the first one in a predator's path, along with the other bolder minnows up front following him, the shyer fish stay in the back, and they stay a little more hidden, a little more protected. So he's also offering that to them. So this leadership status of fish is not meant to bully the other fish and take away their resources. It's meant to protect the others, to lead them to food and maybe a new environment that might be a little better. And these leaders get killed more often because of this. Their lives are risky. So why would any minnow want to be so bold and take these chances just to be in front? Because they end up in much better shape than the others, and they end up with better feeding and mating opportunities. So our idea of alpha has been perverted in human society by the, the idiotic antics of bullies. Leadership should never be so selfish, but it is now in our world, especially today. We have a culture of speed and convenience, and a quality personality gets lost in all that. And it looks, on the surface, like too many people are following the wrong types of leaders and alpha-like individuals. The ones who see themselves as alphas, but are acting like idiots. But it just looks that way. We're seeing most of this through a limited gateway. The small window of our computer screens or our t television sets. In actuality, there's an undercurrent that's not being broadcast and pasted all over the internet in a viral way. It's a quieter, slower progression of information. A more subtle kind of, we're looking for a hero to follow, wave of thought. Because again, true leaders, true alphas, if that's what you really want to call them, are not out to push themselves onto everybody else and oppress them. They're out to offer their help, their wisdom, and protect people. They're philanthropists. They're role models. They're not trying to grab up all the resources for themselves and not share them. Real risk takers and leaders don't operate that way. And they get way more respect from people. And most of the time, invisible followers. Or people who are taking their advice and their encouragement and the lessons from their experience and using that to further that kind of resource into the community. There is this undercurrent. It's quiet. 
It's not easily seen. And it's encouraging to know this because we're living in a weird time right now where all this blatant, rude distraction is confusing everybody. And so many people are looking around desperately trying to find someone decent and intelligent to follow or be inspired by or feel some sort of protection from. So there you go. There are still leaders and role models out there who are decent and good and protective of your interests and your life. They're just quieter. They're not always your stereotypical idea of what a leader is. Money and wealth does not always define a person as a leader, for example. It just defines them as wealthy. Fame doesn't always define someone as a leader. It just defines them as famous. Leadership can come out of any courageous, intelligent person. And you can find them. They're everywhere. They're the ones taking a chance on you. They're living their lives openly and in a transparent way that lets you see how they're doing and what's going to happen to them if they do it first. They're inspiring you. People like that don't go away. They just keep doing and they keep moving and they keep themselves open to you. They're just doing it smarter right now. Anybody can become a bold fish or a leading risk-taking alpha personality. The word alpha is simply beginning first. And that's where the fear is. If you want to be that leader, you have to be willing to jump first. You don't have to jump blindly, but you have to have courage, the courage to admit failure if it happens, the courage to deal with onlookers giving you a hard time if you seem to be having difficulty with the risk that you just took. But remember, there has to be those who stumble and mess up in order to polish any idea or some major feat. Just develop the thick skin that it takes to manage that kind of judgment or criticism. Remember that criticism is coming from people who are not willing to take that risk that you are. And be encouraged by your own endurance and bravery. Because we as a people can't move forward unless there are risk takers. People willing to jump first and face challenges and possible failure. And that is a true alpha, male or female. This has been Natural and Wild with me, Christine Grayson. I want to thank the people primarily responsible for keeping this show running. My biggest supporters on my Patreon page, Chris Nolan, Bruce Presson, Arnold Bloom, and Sheila McGregor. And I thank those of you who are contributing to the weekly tip jar. You kept my internet on this week, and I'm not kidding. If you'd like to contribute to this show and keep it in its place here, you can find links to the PayPal tip jar on my website at the bottom of the page, christinegrayson.com, or you can sign up on my Patreon page. That's easy to find at the bottom of my website, too. There's a link for that as well. Have a lovely weekend. Stay healthy and happy, and I'll talk to you next week.